0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica.
1: And as of today, we've had almost a full week or so (laughs) off of social media. (laughs) Um, How are you feeling,
0: Jenna? I mean... It was hard in the beginning. And in the I middle feel, and in the end. Yeah. I'd... Yeah. It was it was pretty horrible the entire time. Um but also like but also incredibly needed.
1: And I you know, I mean, I got back into TikTok. I I think that's a win, right? Yes. It's always a win for 35 year olds when they get back into TikTok. I agree. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um Yeah, and I I think I stayed off mostly entirely like I checked in every once in a while but that's what I sort of did in the first place and I still hated it (laughs) I deleted my Facebook this week which felt really amazing um it's like one of those things I'd been planning on doing for a really long time and just was like but what about my pictures and it's like do I really want to see myself wasted at 22 at Mulligan's in my hometown like Probably not, but, you know, there there are some gems in there, so I transferred those to my Google account. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we took uh, probably the only extended social media break we've ever taken in the history of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, which is, again, it's not that long of a period of time, but considering mm-hmm. we've been going nonstop every single day... Uh, by we I mean Jenna for (laughs) pretty um, astounding and I'm not saying that as like a diss to Jenna whatsoever because that shit is work and it's work that I don't want to do and have not done so yeah like (laughs) I would like to congratulate Jenna for one week off it was it was a
0: pretty big deal for me. Pretty big deal. Yeah. Um I mean what what started it was not great. So I I mean but like what what social media break ever starts with like I'm having a good time. Everything seems reasonable in my life. I'm just going to go ahead and delete this thing that I'm on 6 hours a day. <laughs> um <laughs> everything is great. So of course like clearly I was not in a great headspace and we'll talk about that but like neither were you I mean we were both just it was not good and I think that like because I've never really done it a break on that that kind of like level it did feel so sudden I was kind of like I literally have to like stop this mm-hmm. like I, ha- I can't yeah <laughs> we both just kind of put our phones down and it was like walked away oh my god it was oh
1: also if anybody is hearing any of these banging sounds in the background Alex is cooking and it's something delicious and I can smell it also (laughs) it's offensive as hell um (laughs) but yeah I think um just like neurotypicals that get to go on and about their day just like "Mm, I think I will meditate instead of social media today I mean thank you for modeling this behavior and letting us know it's possible but Mm -hmm. we've never done it before Mm -hmm and um Mm -hmm. it's it's been an interesting experience but yeah all that to say thank you for giving us some grace we have a couple of people Mm -hmm. um who like are on egg accounts that truly believe that we are cowardly and enormous cunts which is true um also who gave my inner (laughs) monologue access to a hate account um (laughs) whoever figured that out thank you um to the rest of you who recognize that we're human beings that like are not only like occasional fuck-ups but are also cunts in the nicest way possible Mm -hmm. and people that are Mm -hmm. in need of just you know some time and space um from things whether it's rational or not Just thanks. Thanks for... Just thanks. Thanks for giving us that space because we feel a whole lot better um, coming into this week than we did last week. We're not hiding from anything. In fact, we feel very, (laughs) like, I don't know if empowered is the right word, but we feel like in a lot better space to, like, take accountability for some of the ways that we Uh have contributed to a culture that we don't super like right now
0: no Um, certainly
1: Mm -hmm. so with that said are you ready jenna (laughs)
0: yeah this is my favorite part of this show y'all we're gonna get into drum roll
1: please
0: (laughs) we're gonna get into our one of our favorite uh segments of the show which is bachelor bad behavior who's on the docket this week you might ask well date card pod it's us (laughs) it's us (laughs) we suck no 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 we don't suck but we did want to talk about the bad behavior of daycar pod yeah mostly me (laughs) we are
1: not exempt from what's going on right now and it's not just you jenna and we're gonna get into that thank you in a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. slurp that Mm -hmm. Mm peeper. so we kind of want to be real with y'all to like start off this past year has been a lot not just for us this is for everybody. You um, mm-hmm. wanted to kind of start off with an apology and then offer kind of an explanation for where we feel like we steered in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. That's not an excuse. We're just trying to, like, talk about where we're coming from. So, like, maybe other people in similar positions can learn from where we're at because I feel yes. – Like, a lot of us are in the same boat, especially white women, and we can Mm -hmm. only speak to white women at this point because Mm -hmm. so many other people have been dealing with everything with a lot more grace than we have. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, just laying that out there
0: to start. Mm -hmm. But we
1: definitely want to apologize for, like,
0: we talked about this a lot in last week's episode, um, about the harm that can be caused with, like, this type of... uh, Uh,
1: Good intentions, but maligned, like, ways of dealing with stress and Mm -hmm. um, activism activism. and
0: intentions and all these things and impact. And so, like, we want to just apologize for the harm that was caused for, like, just a lot of people. not just, like, you know, just in general. Big harm overall. (laughs) Like, the cycle that we're going to get into. Yeah. Um, So it's real it's valid people who've reached out to us were were right to feel um some kind of way about it and we felt that way too Mm -hmm. you know it was like that was a lot of like the pain that we sat in during our time off last week um if you've listened to this podcast more than like a couple times you've heard me often say like i feel like people um especially like white women need to sit in their pain and their discomfort so they can like learn and try not to like do that again so that was like a lot of what we did and so and that didn't feel good and i'm I'm sorry to people who um we've you know we've affected with just like overall actions
1: i also want to apologize to people who told us beforehand that we were on a path that would lead to where we're at now yeah and we didn't um, listen. I I don't know why we were not in a place to listen. That's not an mm-hmm. excuse, but you're right. Like, I think a lot mm-hmm. of the ways that we chose to go about doing things was maligned. Um, and I, I think that there has been some good. I think a lot of the messages, like, on our podcast have been good. But the way we've chosen to mm-hmm. co-opt that has ended up doing some harm and Mm -hmm. um, we're hoping to course correct and no longer be a part of that anymore. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us into some of the boundaries that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Yeah. But I think we wanted to talk about kind of. Hmm. How we got to where we're at, and then talk yeah. about like the boundaries that we're making. Mm-hmm. Um. So again, none of this is excusing our behavior. Um. I think we're all sort of. I think this 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 entire year is a weird year in Bachelor Nation for a number of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Ooh. say. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, Famously, twenty twenty was a re-election year. Mm-hmm. We were living in a pandemic. And we're all kind of living with parasocial relationships with influencers and people on TV and in social media. And like I honestly did not know what parasocial relationships were until mm-hmm. Jenna and I were talking about it last week. You and I have been talking Quite a lot about... Yeah, I'm really sick of talking to
0: Danica on FaceTime, y'all. <laughs> Psych. She loves me. Yeah, but we were talking about this, and Danica wasn't quite aware of it. But when I explained it, she was like, oh, shit. So I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, but, like, it's, you know, it's a google Googleable, google Yeah. Google-able. Google-able uh, um, concept <laughs> that is talked about in, like, psychiatry today and all these different things about having relationships with people that you see... Um, and social media, and on TV, and, and in media. You know, movies are a little different because you're seeing somebody as a character. But, like, basically, you know, yeah, influencers. Like, we're looking at them talking to us directly through their phones and through our phones. And, and you feel you like you really, know them or that you've developed you like you a relationship
1: them. with them. Mm-hmm.
0: You feel – not only do you feel like you've developed a relationship with them and that you really know them and so then you, like, care about them – on the, the positives more or less could be like that you really care and you're invested. The negatives can be when you start to get hurt by these people's actions and expecting certain things from these people that are unrealistic in a lot of ways because they're not, it's not a real relationship. We can expect and want people in the media and who have high, large, massive platforms to do good and not to cause harm. And those that's like still a real thing, but it can get muddied when you're like expecting them to have a dialogue with you on like a different level. I don't know, it just can get it can get really messy and I don't know how to do it well, but that is a lot of what kind
1: of hit me this year. <laughs> yeah. And I mean like I think that is especially true for the really The relationship that we had with Taylor is like Mm -hmm. she was somebody that we had looked up to Mm -hmm. um, whose work we valued I still think some of her you know racial justice work especially in the black community is valuable um but I think we 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 modeled like a lot of the way that we (laughs) um talk to others mm-hmm. ab- around what she was doing, which Yeah. Oof was its own, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's like not great in no, hindsight. <laughs> no. <laughs> hindsight is awful, awful. But um yeah, we're we're not trying to like get out of the ways that we've admired or looked up to her or spoken to her. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, we've learned a lot. Like even in the last just couple weeks of going about doing stuff, and yeah, I mean um, it's just it's, it's just so much to it, really. When you think about
0: it, I mean, uh, we were modeling a lot of that after her. We were modeling it after a lot of other like um, kind of leftist social justice stuff. We see Danico's famously said last episode like we like. This side of the table has not figured out how to do accountability culture all the way by any means. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, we've gotten part of the steps okay. (laughs) Some of the talking points all right.
1: (laughs) But, like, the execution can, like, be muddied. (laughs) I feel like we've gotten the whole, like, we support victims part right. And the rest of it, like, the... The accountability, the, you know, like, even people that have been good at one point, but, like, fucked up Mm -hmm. in a certain way. Like, we've never figured out how, you know, all of that stuff works full
0: circle. Yeah, like, I mean, something, something restorative justice, right? I don't, you know, like, I'm not quite sure the right answers. And when you're also, like, in the middle of a lot of just, like, compounded, like, anxiety and pain throughout this year it's hard to like take a step back and i think do a good job of being intentional Mm -hmm. with this type of work i think that's quite a good example of like what happened with us you know not not having enough time to rest and come at it with a more centered intentional way and so yeah, it's gotten it got it got there. And then you add in like this is like a another element to the parasocial relationship. And I'm only just going to briefly mention this, but like I lost all of my comedy, like social stuff mm-hmm. in the pandemic. And so for me, being on Instagram all the time, having this like parasocial relationship with our followers became integral in like my what i was assuming was giving me joy and happiness and it has and does but i got real wrapped up in it in a way that was um a real show of like pride and ego kind of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: getting all getting all heated um so
1: (sighs) i think you know that's just me I don't think it's just you. I think it's a lot of people. I think yeah. um a lot of our good intentions got misconstrued with direct action in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't work, doesn't make sense. Mhm. So like and I felt Yeah, go ahead. Um like just the whole um I I, I don't know. This is This is where it gets, like, difficult and spicy to talk about because, like, Mm does us reaching out to, like, I don't know, the Hannah Ants of the world to see if she agrees with social justice behaviors and demanding an answer within Mm -hmm. 24 hours or else, you know, Mm -hmm. like, or else she's canceled. Like, first of all, Mm -hmm. no, she's never going to be canceled. So, like, really what we're doing is ultimately harmless. Mm -hmm. And, like, the the people on the left are just going to be like, oh, yeah. Who cares what Hannah Ann has to say about anything? Right. But also, and I like, yeah. God. Also, though, like, I think we had a follower at one point say, like, some people are just like, they care about stuff, but they don't have the spoons to deal with like social justice work. Do I mm-hmm. think that's true for Hannah Ann? No, I'm I'm using like a a fringe person, <laughs> but like exactly. But like, also, I mean, like yeah some people just like can't or like they 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 like agree with what we're saying, but they're so worried about saying it or framing it in the wrong way that mm-hmm. they just can't defend it or they're not there yet in their journey right. on social justice and i I'm not saying that that's even like forgivable like that doesn't have to be a forgivable mm-hmm. thing for everybody. But, like, Mm -hmm. as white women, I think we've misstepped in Mm -hmm. just assuming these are unforgivable people when we have also been there at a certain point in our journey. Um, (laughs) Huge. So, like, nobody has to, like, accept that. And you can complain about it, you know, privately, publicly, whatever. But we need to be... I think that we could still have, like, discourse
0: about it and we will still have discourse about it. But it's about expectations of people that it needs to be healthier and then like um yeah yeah the expectations of it and like we've talked we've a lot of people actually in general have talked about like conscious consumerism in this current like you know environment we're in mm-hmm. and so like yeah people talk about that all the time online like well I don't want to follow Hannah Ann anymore and I think that's great that's, that's fine. not gonna cancel her or whatever yeah. yeah and so we still encourage that it's just like but do we need this, like, yeah, uh, a response and all of this stuff? If she doesn't want to give it, for whatever her reasons are, you as the observer get to see that and make your own conclusions mm-hmm. how you feel that represents her feelings. Yeah. You know, based on her actions and whatever. Can we still call her Maggie Ann?
1: I don't know. I think, um, <laughs> I think someone's going to dox me if we say it again. But... <laughs> I am still going to say it because yeah, I am a bully at heart.
0: Exactly. That's what our
1: podcast is at heart. It was that's what
0: y'all that's why it's been a weird week because we had to really come to yeah. terms with what are
1: we as Descartes card bod and who are we? It's that we're unwoke bullies. That's the real thing. And that's the real um, thing. We, we are no longer left as cucks. No, we are. But just like kind to like. Trying to, like, wrap this up a little mm-hmm. bit, like, um, one of the things that I was thinking about this week is, like, should I be held responsible for my coworkers' bad opinions? mm mm-hmm. um, The answer, in my opinion, is no. Um, I can speak out about it if I want to. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we're not asking about anybody, like, I mean, the the, the Hannah Ann N-word situation is something totally different, right? But generally mm-hmm. speaking, we're talking about, I mean, even if we're just talking about the Taylor situation, mm-hmm. all somebody said was, like, yeah, I was on a show with her. I don't agree. The end. We don't need to be that diligent and asking Mm -hmm. people what they think about this because generally Mm -hmm. speaking we know where people are at yeah and we don't need to be canceling people for their association with other people Mm -hmm. because of you know whatever we've determined to be at hand their problem i don't know like and (laughs) it, it it feels weird thinking that we even thought that that was like a rational thing to do at one point it
0: agreed i i'm like highly embarrassed yeah <laughs> like i'm kind of like huh hmm. wow okay yeah i want people i i like the idea of somebody saying i i have thoughts and feelings on this because it speaks to a larger issue about humanity and civil rights mm-hmm. right but yeah unless their person was like really together working on a project that the project was the problem of what's happening then like uh you know i mean like for example i would i want robert mills and mike Fleiss to speak on this with chris harrison and in hindsight did i need nick vial to do it no no i i love i want him to use his platform but did i need him specifically to speak no i need Hit, I need Chris's like key executive producers who are making this show really problematic to speak on it. You know, yeah. it, uh, it
1: goes from I, I think this is something we like talked his bosses, to, essentially. Yeah, you know? right. It's like something we talked about earlier in the week where it's like you move from thinking about this system to the players. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be really great if the players talked about it. But they're also involved in the same system that we are. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. at, at my job, like, can I talk about being an anti-capitalist every single day freely? Like, probably not. Yeah. I do it anyway. But- <laughs> um, And, yes, I'm sure they want to fire me every single day. But I haven't done anything <laughs> wrong yet. Um, And also, I'm like, LOL, just kidding. So, um, <laughs> That's proven. Like, if you say that over and over again, they can never fire you. Um, But really, like, also, that's a lie. Do not use that as any job advice anywhere. I forget sometimes that we have people that listen to this podcast. Um, But, like, yeah, you can't really blame the people that are a part of the system. It's... You have to blame the system. And certainly it benefits when people are, like... Yeah, fuck the system. It sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, because that's, I mean, yeah. <sighs> Nick's a part of the white supremacist system that's upholding all of this. And he has to do anti-racism work to... Help oh, Nick's us. excluded. Nick is a part of the... Okay.
1: Nick is <laughs> yeah. a part of the upper echelon of nonsense.
0: <sighs> but yeah, but... I, yeah, anyway, it's just a nuanced concept, right? And I think when we're going to get into our boundaries and promises, our promise is... To have more of a nuanced conversation about it. I'm not gonna say that I'm never gonna want or expect a little bit of dialogue from somebody regarding something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm there's gonna be more nuance to it, and it's not gonna be what we've been doing. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> I think uh I think too one thing we had talked about a little bit is just like what 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 do we honestly want? Like, do I expect um, that Amanda Stanton is going to be like, oh, you know what, Bernie 2024, like, I, mm-hmm. I finally get the, the class struggle. Like, no. <laughs> like, no, we're not going to get that from her. I think it it's better suited that we support the people yeah. that are like, yeah, I would feel uncomfortable if Chris Harrison returned to the show.
0: And it's uh-huh. better
1: to throw our support behind them. Than yeah. to throw shit at the Amanda Stantons of the world. like Yep. Hard agree. Mm-hmm. Because, like, those people are... They're saying something... Yes. Without saying the thing they want to say. You know what yes. I mean? They're saying, yeah. like, I would not feel safe if Chris Harrison returned. Yes. Throw your support behind those people instead of de- demanding that Amanda have an opinion. Like, my God, it's just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just as frustrating. We get called out for being sexist, which is hilarious. But <laughs> <laughs> happy International Women's Day yesterday to everyone. I'm... So-
0: <laughs> Before we move on to, like, the final part, I wanted to speak real quick. Like, I think, for me, a lot of that became, came from um, issues I have with control, Uh, and in my life in general i know danica's face just like lost Mm it but control in a lot of different ways control with just like my own life whatever but also control and like wanting to be a good ally wanting to do good things wanting to make a difference and like looking at like the big world like looking at like how they're getting ready to like uh have the trial for uh the cop who murdered george floyd like you know like I, i there's so much that's like out of my immediate control and that makes me feel a certain way and so I turned to the bachelor nation and was like this is how I'm very good at social media mm-hmm. and I get stuff done and I lost control and then I wanted more control and it was a whole thing yeah that is again not an excuse I just wanted to like highlight how my thought process was because I think other people can benefit from hearing that Who are trying to also do good
1: and are losing themselves in the process. Yeah, and I think, too, um, like, one thing you can also learn from, like, our account is, like, yeah, we had a lot of support and a lot of people were doing it. But when it came down to it, we got a lot of feedback from people that we were close to that are people Mm -hmm. of color that were, like, hey, when that wasn't the most helpful thing you could have been doing, like, during this time. And... Um, we've been taking that to heart and just like making literal, like physical notes in our Mm -hmm. own (laughs) lives, like Mm -hmm. talking to each other and just being like, we have to do something different because this doesn't make us feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's getting us threatened for no particular reason when usually there's a reason we're getting threatened. Um... (laughs) And then just like, yeah, the the people that we're trying to support are wondering if this is the best way to go about doing it. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think that it is. So we're (laughs) working on it. And so we're just going to talk about this like kind of briefly. We promise at some point we're going to get to the actual episode. But who yes. wants to hear about that when you can hear um, two white women talking about their accountability process? So. <laughs> A- A- riveting. I'm yeah. A- riveting. Uh, okay. So
0: um, we are going to be making some boundaries that will start in effect now. And um, you might see some of these changes moving forward. Yeah. Um, do these changes mean that our uh, – do these, do these boundaries change our response – to social justice. No. No. Um, but does it change the way that we go about doing this?
1: I hope so. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> um. So what we're saying is, like, these boundaries and social justice work are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, we were overexerting ourselves, which has led to a lot of issues and led to us making wrong choices, which we are... Here to hear how that pain has manifested, if if you want to talk to us about it. Um, and if not, just watch us. See mm-hmm. if we learn from it. And if not, yeah. call us out. There you go. That's fine. Thank you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, So we were going to read through, like, a couple of our, like, boundary, Like, just the ones that relate to, like, you as the listener. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we also talked to each other about personal.
0: Uh, We had a lovely talk. We talked about
1: boundaries towards
0: each other. Seven zillion hours. (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) And I did it during my work day, and my bosses came down at one point, and they were like, what is happening? I'm like, you know, I can't. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Uh, So... um. Some things that I wrote down for how how it'll probably manifest for, like, the viewers and stuff is that um, I'm going to slow down. Jenna's going to slow down. (laughs) Um, So you might not be seeing me post everything that is either sent to me or that I see on my own obscene ways (laughs) that I am on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to make more of an intention to sit with things that I see. And just sit with them, ask more questions, think about my thoughts, think about how intentional I need to be. Is this post necessary? Is it not? Not that it's not necessary, but like what's gonna be the best uh, use of my energy mm-hmm. and be more intentional with it. That's also gonna include taking actual physical breaks from social media throughout the week. I'm gonna try to reduce my time by an hour every day. Um, And then sometimes even take a full day off from the account every week. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'm going to also not respond to every DM. That's huge for me. I'm saying it because I have to say it. (laughs) Um, Danica's talked about this before. Like, I, I respond to, like, all of them. Even if it's, like, double tapping to heart react. I, like, it's a problem i've had it's gotten it's it. before it was fine because we only had like 10 people in our dms and now it's gotten to the point where it's too much um i want people to still respond i still want people to message us i just need to tell myself that i can't respond to every single message um and a lot of that's even just like taking in the information that i get in the dms because see a lot of the amazing dms we get are like people explaining why this was wrong or why this part of the show was what and all these different things. And I really want to take that in to be either like a good ally or just like somebody who's doing this this work mm-hmm. with Bachelor, right? Recapping the show. Um, but I need to like, just have everyone else expect that I'm not going to always just reply right away. I'm taking it in and I'm sitting with it. And even if it is feedback that I actually do need to respond because, or like you know, we made a mistake and we want to talk about it, I'm going to give myself time and not reply right away because I want to actually do the good thing of listening to mm-hmm. what I'm hearing and take it in instead of being, I don't know, defensive or quick to just being like, "Oh yeah, thank you so much, wonderful." Like, wh- thank you for what? Like, what did I? Yeah,
1: what did being I able take to it talk in? To right? Each other about it. And, like, if it's actually something that's harmful, like, we want to be able to talk about it in person Mm -hmm. versus, like... um, With each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just... If you told me about every DM we've ever received, I would perish. (laughs) (laughs) Truly.
0: And I'm not going to. But, I mean, I need to have time to where I can talk to you about Mm -hmm. the ones Mm -hmm. that are important without, like putting that all on me. And that's something that Danica and I talked about me putting a lot of it on myself and not asking for assistance, et cetera, et cetera. But then also me potentially isolating Danica from the account by doing all of this without, you know, it's a whole balance. (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. And then briefly, I'll just say, uh, to piggyback what we talked about earlier, reducing my expectations of these people. I can very much want certain people of Bachelor Nation to come to the, da- the table differently or come to the table at all, but I need to reduce my um, expectations and of that, and that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about it. It just means we're probably going to talk about it on the podcast.
1: So if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear all about it. That is one of the things <laughs> I liked most about <laughs> our friendship over the last couple weeks is um, we were very much in the thick of it and... Both getting to a point mm-hmm. where we knew we had to fix something, but it was before everything happened. I was like, yeah, Jenna, you know we can talk about this on the podcast, right? Like, you don't have to make a post mm-hmm. about We could just talk about it on the podcast. And Jenna, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I love you, but you forgot we had a podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I forgot. I literally forgot. And it was... <laughs> the most human and astounding experience i've ever seen but i cuz you saw it you literally saw that i was like not capable no, of, I like no i was like no nuance can exist cuz we have a podcast you can talk about you like you don't have to distill yeah. it down into like 250 or less because we have a podcast and you just like yeah i i saw you die and go to heaven and go to hell and come back <laughs> like <laughs> ah! uh, so <laughs> We're still going to do all that very briefly. I'm going to walk through some of my boundaries. Um, I Mm -hmm. famously um, hate the social media aspect. It does not make me feel good. It Mm -hmm. is not good for my mental health. Um, That is not to say that I am not accountable in the same ways for what I say on the podcast and what happens on social media. But I just, Mm -hmm. like, do not check it. In the same way that Jenna does. This is a conversation she and I have had. Um, you can pity her, but she's agreed and we've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yep. I yep. am adapting a see something, say something kind of policy. <laughs> to where um, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to say something to her. And we're going to have a, conver- a private conversation about what makes me feel uncomfortable or not uncomfortable and um so I am no I I think what I was processing in the last couple of weeks is like the ways that I'm culpable by not being active on social media so I'm gonna say something to Jenna if I see something that makes me feel like I don't feel like this is in the spirit of what we're trying to do as a podcast and what we've talked talked about about. yeah so and i will also ask you if you need help i will help you along the way i will talk you through all the things um which you already do so much oh i know what a what a horrible podcast episode (laughs) we've started so far wow 37 minutes and it's just boundaries (laughs) yuck okay the queer people love it so don't even thank you for listeners i love you (laughs) no i'm just kidding i i also like um i know that i am generally speaking like pretty quick to anger which is why jenna does social media things um yeah that is true (laughs) but if i ever have to respond to anything i'm also going to recognize my own tendencies um and just like yeah I think both of our goals are just to like sit with how we feel and not feel a pressure to respond and then also not put that pressure on other people because you Mm -hmm. know we fucking learned um to all of the people that have sent us just like haha you fucking hypocrites Mm -hmm. like yeah uh we learned so uh it's it sucks thank you thank you (laughs) thank you I get not thank you but like it fucking sucks but but like like, yeah we learned something and we're gonna do things differently so Mm -hmm. yeah did we do it I think we did it let's talk about this episode shall we <laughs> oh, this is going to be a nasty one. And that <laughs> fantasy sweet. Fantasy sweet. Uh, um, yeah, what an unfuckable episode, to be honest. <laughs> 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 so. And let's say something because I'm horny as fuck. I am the least horny okay. I've ever been. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh my god, so much. It's just a daddy conversation. Jenna, are you ready? Yeah.
0: And uh yeah, I'm ready. Let me let me get my daddy my daddy shirt out of the closet. <clears throat> no. Well I put okay. mine on. Just kidding. We're wearing the same I'm shirt always today. Praying. Did you know? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I love this.
1: Um so yeah. I think oh a lot God. of this episode, <laughs> um, we're not doing, like, a point-by-point, a point, you know, reenactment of what's going on mm. like we normally do. Um, that's lazy as shit, <laughs> and we do it most weeks. But I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this conversation between Matt and Matt's dad and how that, that yeah. conversation between the two of them um impacted all of his other dates for the rest of the week. Yeah, certainly. And I I just wanna <sighs> say like up front, I'm a person with TM 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 daddy issues. Um mm-hmm, and yes, Jen is the same. Um, but we are approaching this as white women. Um, mm-hmm. so it's Definitely not the same. It's not the same experience. We are not mm-hmm. at all claiming that it's the same experience. But there is some connection there. And we're going to... Or things that we, we can, can empathize like, and we can relate in a certain extent. S- empathize. Um, yes, but not, uh, we not the We are not same. claiming <laughs> that like, our experience is his experience if we end up talking about it. So, mm-hmm. Um so at the beginning of this episode Matt is saying um one of the things that's been hard for me in past relationships is sharing who I am deep down and feeling a fear about long-term relationships based on what I've experienced in my own family it's not fair to me and it's not fair to these women so I wanted to address my dad and how he has affected my relationships like, I can't get to the next point in my relationship until I talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. I get that sentiment. Um, he's essentially, like, wanting to talk to his dad about his – about how his dad's behavior has impacted how he views relationships and how this has been, like, di- a difficult, hurtful experience because of what he grew up with. Um. And I'm saying that only because that's what we saw on the show. Yeah. Yes. Which we probably didn't see all of it. And yeah. Um. that th- This turns into um, a moment that's either, like, intentional or unintentional. Oh, my God. Intentional or unintentional, <laughs> like, perpetuation of racism. Um. And, but that doesn't discount from the moment that Matt has. Um, Right. And also how his dad can probably also feel incredibly trapped by this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But this does bleed into every single date throughout this episode. So we have to talk about it in some capacity. Right. In a a way that yeah that yeah, we have
0: to talk about the details of it to an extent, but overall, this made us incredibly uncomfortable for many, many reasons, as Annika said, a lot of it is perpetuated race like exploited stereotypes and um perpetuated mm-hmm. racial undertones, if not fully was just.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean, we listened to um, Bachelor Party today and they explained a lot of the things that we we're planning on talking about. Um, we definitely recommend you listen yes. to Rachel Lindsay's um, on it. And that was mentioned in Very our good. stories earlier today. We'll try to put it in our notes mm-hmm. after the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But here we get some just like basic points where it's like, Black absentee father uh, started other families and ultimately, like, a white woman was the victim. Um, And I'm not saying that this (laughs) isn't true. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) ABC is running with a narrative that I don't think they know how to deal with gracefully, especially because of all of the problems we've talked about before with, you know, like mm-hmm. they they just they don't have enough people in the back in the background to um mm-hmm. handle this well, and Matt doesn't have the support no. to handle this well, and certainly his dad does not have the support to handle any of this well. Um, yeah, it's-
0: and then you add to like the trauma of it all by like exposing mm-hmm. that all of that to like. There was, like, the, exploitoi- the ex- exploiting of the stereotype and perpetuating these stereotypes of Black absentee fathers and white woman victimhood. And then you add in that, like, the anyone who experienced a similar experience had to watch it without any kind of, like, content warning. And then also, like, this conversation should have been in private. Like, this is not for other Mm-mm. people to consume at 8 (laughs) o'clock p.m. on their television on ABC. Like, this is not... We, the viewers, didn't ask for this. And not because we don't want to know Matt more. In fact, I mean, that's what they talked about in the Bachelor Party Party podcast. I was like, we are desperate to know anything about this man that is a substance other than, like, the fact that he wears really tight pants. Like, I know the veins (laughs) of that man's legs. Like, I know all of his nooks and crannies. But I, I don't know much about him, and we want to see more, but not yeah. this way. Not, you know, a conversation that should have been had privately with his father. Maybe also not right, right. now when he's in the middle of a highly that traumatic is situation. Something... The show, right. you know, the show I, yeah, the whole
1: thing is. And I, I wanted to add to this. I was planning on talking about it a bit later, but I think it's important to note now, like, it – only hit me this episode that it is really fucking sad that all we get to know about any of the leads or like any of the people is the trauma that they've endured in their lives. And like, there's literally, like, I don't know anything about Matt except for. Yeah. This, yeah. Part, his trauma. This, this. It's, yeah. It's sad. 100%. To me. Um, So I think one of the, like, best parts of this episode and probably of the whole season is that I feel like Matt is feeling, like, at some point empowered to, like, talk to something that feels like a really... Mm -hmm dark spot for him that has impacted some of mm-hmm. his relationships in the past mm-hmm. and for him that was his relationship with his father um we've seen him interact with his mom in you know like future not future past episodes of the show um mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the preview that we see um so we know that he's really close with his mom and hasn't had a close relationship with his dad at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and he sort of like in the, the, this part of the episode, he's talking about, you know, one of the things that's been hard for him in past relationships is sharing who I am deep down. Um, I feel, um, scared about long-term relationships just based on what I've experienced in my own family and he's saying Mm -hmm. it's not fair for me and it's not fair to these women if I don't disclose this kind of thing so I wanted to address my dad and how he's affected my relationships um and I can't get to this next point until I talk to my dad and Mm -hmm. um I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I think that makes yeah. a ton of sense. I think that's really self-reflective, honestly. Yeah, really, like, empowering for him. And And I think the part that really bothers me is, like... Um, again, we talk about... <laughs> Um, like jobs and exploitation and shit like that. This feels mm-hmm. very exploitative to me in a way that I just mm-hmm. can't get behind, even if it is like legitimate and good. Um, so Matt talks to his dad and, um, is just talking to him about how the way that his dad's behavior With his mom has impacted how he views relationships and how that's been difficult, hurtful, um, etc. And has impacted the way that he grew up. Or at least this is, is, Mm -hmm. again, the version that we see on the show. Just, like, in short, this is what Matt has said to his dad. And Matt's dad... Sort of responds, you know, saying uh, not necessarily like defending himself. He he oh he explains
0: yeah where he's coming from and and that he grew up without a father himself. His father um was killed, and that he had bad examples as well, and that he, you know, he's just kind of explaining his his history and i mean it's just such a raw moment because I, you can see so much from his dad in these moments that we again are seeing it very highly edited but that he f- you know he feels bad and he wants to have this connection with him but he also feels like i mean there's just like oh man I think, it was
1: i think is the part that the bothered so wrong. me about it was just, like, again, like, who is the audience of this show? And are they going to have yeah. the same kind of sympathy that we have for all of the people in this situation? And the answer is probably no. It's just going to further no, perpetuate, I mean, like, a racist stereotype of black fathers or, like, um... Like, the 90-day fiancé people who are, like, coming over to just, like, be in a different... You know, like, there are so many, like, ways to interpret that. That people (sighs) are just, like, interpreting it wrong, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I Can I read Matt's tweets about it? Because I think it kind of encompasses it all, like, what we're saying. He says, um, tonight's convo with my dad was hard to experience, and it was just as hard to watch all this time later, especially knowing the world is watching with me, kind of these, these people who are not going to have this nuanced and people who are, um, he said, he continues. I just want to say that too often we see dangerous stereotypes and negative dis- um, depictions of black fathers in media, and they have consequences when presented without context. He continues. All I hope is that people watch that conversation with nuance care and also an understanding that there are real systemic issues at play. I am so proud of myself for being vulnerable. And I am so proud of my mother. And I wouldn't be who I am without my dad. That's a fact. I
1: love that. And I think that addresses, like, a lot of what you and I can't do. Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you and I joke a lot about having daddy issues. And we certainly do. <laughs> um queens and kings of daddy issues um and i i mean i think that we felt a certain way last night right like i i just felt i felt for them mm -hmm. so much
0: i i i'd like to think i was having care and nuance and like just genuinely like if you're taking away the exploitive part of it like just like what was happening I was just like oh my god I was like this is such a huge moment and my heart was just like on the floor just breaking it was it was yeah and that's why we shouldn't have probably seen it like if I had that visceral of a reaction where I was like I don't I this is not I wanted to jump into the TV and hug all of them and like that. I, this is not for us to see. Yeah. Just period. And then you add in like how it can, people viewing it can mm-hmm. do more harm.
1: And so ABC, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. I, I feel like this is one of those things that nobody asked for. Um, because yeah. this is one of those things that truly, like, if they're, if they're trying to be um, intersectional in a way that they are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, trying to convince us. You know, Chris Harrison can come back because we're intersectional. Um, this wouldn't yeah. have happened. If, if there were, like, <laughs> the, the appropriate staff and the appropriate amount of people with differing backgrounds yeah. making these yeah. decisions this yeah. wouldn't have happened yeah um and it's yeah. really unfortunate that this aired i'm like it's it's not that mm-hmm. i um
0: i it's not that we didn't want it to happen we just didn't think this needs to be like for it, it, public- it's, yeah, I,
1: I, I think that it's um a thing for me is like i don't know fucking anything about matt still I know he has (laughs) daddy issues Mm -hmm. and this didn't do anything to help me navigate the information (laughs) that I know about him. It just made that dad look horrible and it made Mm -hmm. Celine Dion, his white mom, you know, (laughs) like look like she'd overcome something. Which is not to say that those two things aren't true. But it just, like, again, like, if we're talking about a cultural narrative, it just makes another, like, mm-hmm. black dad look bad. Like, and I don't think they're thinking about these things long term. Or at least, like, the people no. very up, up, up in the organization are not, they don't give a mm-hmm. shit about these things. And that's what makes these kinds of narratives harmful. Mm. Rough. <sighs> Rough stuff. Yes.
0: Rough, rough. Um, so then we get into the dates.
1: <laughs> oh. <sighs> also, yeah. I, I want to say one more yeah. thing before we move on completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I really feel like we heard more from his dad, who, from what I know, has been an absentee father. I'm not saying anything positive or negative about that. But why wouldn't we just like hear from his mom more? Do you know what I mean?
0: Mhm. I mean, I think we will hear from her next week. And, you know. Yeah, I think we'll we'll hear from her next week and I don't know. I mean, the show's... But I, you're, I guess your my answer to you is that they are trying yeah. to ex, it, exploit these men. I mean, that's the answer. I think we're trying to give this show Ew, too much credit. I'm sorry for doing that. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm saying that, like,
1: as myself. I'm like, oh, my God. Like- <laughs> no, I, again, I think this is proof that, like, what we've been... Going back to what we were fighting for this whole time... There need to be people in the background doing the work that are just like, hey, this feels kind of ugly to do, right? Let's not do this. Yeah. Yeah. Having...
0: Yeah. Having the most diverse cast means shit if there aren't people who are diverse in the production company. Helping these people navigate this. Yeah. And that's that's the whole thing about... Black and brown, and other people of color are not feeling safe on this show. And you look at examples like this, and you go, "Yeah, yeah, that tracks. That makes sense." There, ice, Ridiculous. no lies detected.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: the show. I'm yeah, at so. my
1: breaking point. In a lot um, of ways. Oh wow, we haven't even started <clears throat> the first date yet. <clears throat> so that's fun. So. No, anyway, so yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we we get a,
0: a shot of all three women brooding outside, which I thought was interesting. We don't normally get that, but they're all individually excited and nervous
1: for their dates. Um, so, which, yeah, of course they are. Michelle <laughs> ends up getting the first date. Um, mm-hmm. And Matt enters with the smallest pants I've ever seen. Um, And they're going to what is, like, quote, unquote, a traditional Pennsylvania Dutch spa day. I don't know what that means, but it ended up being um, eating foot oatmeal and, like, lathering each other in butter and milk. I don't know. Um it was really romantic <laughs> though, but also one of the worst spa dates in all of history outside of the date that Katie had. <laughs> <laughs> Where they
0: non-consensually yeah. tweaked Tyler's nipples. Um <laughs> Also, bad spot day. Oh. Claire's with that one guy who tried to choke what? her. Um, that one was also no. bad. Because <laughs> we saw their feet for, long, like, too feet. long, and it's I didn't like that. Do. I don't
1: want to see them anymore. But, like, also, like, just, um, I don't think zits are, like, a, a moral problem, but I I don't like having them. They hurt me. And no. I just, like, saw them rubbing butter on each other and was like, mm-hmm. why would you do that to somebody?
0: <laughs> and then, like, the milk combo and, and the hay and everything. I was like, that's a yeast infection. I literally can see it, like, happening through the HD uh um, Why would you do and that it was to very someone you love? Ugh. TMI. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Why um, are we doing this? It
1: was very cute. But also, it was um, still pretty cute in and- so after all yeah, of the milk oatmeal and- butter debacle um, they talk about <laughs> her parents their relationship you know like what is falling in love what is being in love what is staying in love like I don't know either but I don't like know. her answers with everything are so cute and I remember her parents <laughs> in the last episode and it was so adorable like honestly and, and this is like Again, this whole episode is just, like, let's talk about Matt's experience with his dad with every single woman here. So this is his experience yep. with Michelle and his dad. Um, So she's talking about, you know, staying in love. And Matt talks about his dad. And there's a quote from him that's like um oh actually I don't know who this quote is from uh you mean a lot to me and if we're going to be spending the rest of our lives together I want you to know everything about me and that starts with my family I've been trying to figure out the way that I am yes this is Matt (laughs) in reading it now um why I'm not in a serious relationship and as I get to the root of it all it is a lot of those insecurities that are rooted in everything that happened with my dad and my mom. Um, and he then talks about his uh-huh. proximity to distrust, unfaithfulness, lack of communication, um, and then his conversation with his dad. And I loved this because Michelle's just like hearing where he's coming from. She's so kind, and, like, it feels, mm-hmm. like, very refreshing to hear where she's coming from. Um, mm-hmm. This is, like, how I would want, like, a, a future partner to hear me. You know what I mean? Yes, completely.
0: Yeah. It was really, it was, like sweet it was vulnerable it was to the point it was like explaining the mm-hmm. whole reason he we went through all that conversation in the first place it was really nice I' yeah. we'll talk about how it kind of differs on the other dates but yeah i agreed it was a really
1: nice warm moment and just as like a loss I, I just she says even so though much. i had a good example <laughs> of love in my life i don't think you're missing something because you experienced something different and i perished mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm even speaking right now. <laughs> it's so good. Oh um
0: that hit that hits me because I've had a bad experience with love my entire life with my family's love and my abusive ex-husband and everything. So her saying, like, I don't think that you're mm-hmm. missing out on something because you had something different, you know? Like that, I, I felt that in a way, because I am still capable of love. I don't know what it is, and I I mean, what I do know seems like a lie. That's what me and Kevin are here for you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spank your butt Our if you listeners. don't think people um, don't love you. So then we.
0: <laughs> I think people love me. I just think that traditional romantic. Dude, who fucking love cares about that? Moving doesn't on. doesn't
1: exist for me. A Breeze date. <laughs> Speaking of love that doesn't exist. Breeze date. Breeze date.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. Because they don't love each other. Um so they go camping, but not really. But also, why does Bree get all of the weird outdoor nonsense dates? Seriously, what is going on? At one point later in the evening she says like After you know she's talking and she's like after every date with you like I think to myself wow I could have never seen myself doing that until I met you and I'm like ma'am what are you talking about these are just random weird outdoor dates that you got very dirty and one time Mm -hmm. he almost killed you in a a fucking ATV like what
1: (laughs) no you're just (laughs) motorcycle those aren't like okay Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, and he'd sit on a log and pitch a tent, and then uh, and and then Matt makes really bad s'mores,
1: and you know tinfoil. Tin um, foil, which was pretty it funny. It was bizarre to me. Poor guy. <laughs> I'll talk about this later. <laughs> um. So. Over their
0: fake dinner, yes, Connie texted me to say that the food is plastic. Um, So while they look at their plastic food, um, Bree asks Matt if he's ready for an engagement in what is literally not enough time from the current time that they're talking. Um, He agrees that it is a good question. Oh, I forgot that that was a possibility. Let's talk about that. I forgot. Um. And he brings up that one of his biggest roadblocks is that he has like, fear of commitment and other issues based on his strained relationship with his dad, which we've gone in depth about. And that he had a really important conversation with him this week and that he feels better about it and his capabilities. Um, Bree, coming from a single-parent home as well, is moved by this, is very empathetic of what he's going through. Um, she kind of like, it was interesting watching it. She kind of takes what he was talking about with his experience and then pivoted Mm -hmm. it to her experience with her dad that was slightly different, but still probably connected in a weird, similar way. But she talks about how she gets emotional talking about how her dad wasn't around for her Mm -hmm. like, um, pivotal like milestones, but that she would like to think that if he saw her today, who she is, that he would be proud Mm -hmm. of her. Despite like his shortcomings, and that's when I started crying because I feel like I say I share similar feelings with my dead parents, um, who we've had strange childhood, strange childhood as well. But I, uh, I like to think that if they knew who I was today, that they would be proud despite all of my flaws and everything. So, I, I loved it, but it. It also felt different from Michelle's date to me because it seemed like they were just, they had already bonded about this, like, untraditional family lifestyle before, but it, he just was kind of like, yeah. it wasn't as checked in as as it was with Michelle. It wasn't as, like, he was just almost going through the motions. I, I, I mean, this is just my opinion. It felt like he was going through the motions with it. And that he doesn't, he doesn't Mm -hmm. really have feelings for Brie. She's fucking wonderful. I love her. I want to marry her. But he, you know, she's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm falling for you. And he's just, like, not there,
1: you know? Um, I'm not trying to be, like, an asshole. But it's, like, you and I, like, last night were like, (laughs) I hate to say this, but Brie's going home tonight. And, like, we are, like, an unspoiled podcast. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, even with everything we've seen mm-hmm. we we've known for like weeks now who the yeah. final 2 were going gonna be and mm-hmm. i just i hate that brie emotions, has to deal yeah. with any of this and <sighs> it just it feels unfair on a lot of mm-hmm. levels you know
0: hmm Because she was, like, really kind of breaking down at that moment. And I, oh, there was, like, a point where she kind of wanted to, like, she wants, she wants her father to be a part of this moment. Kind of like how Matt just had his father be a part of this moment. And this journey. She says journey. And I was like, oh, my God, is she going to ask Matt to, like, call her dad for a blessing or something? And I was like, but then I realized, like, well, that's not going to happen because Matt's not into her. Like, it's not, <laughs> I'm thinking about things that aren't reality. Um mm-hmm. but it made me sad. It made me sad for Brie, you know, but she's amazing and she's thriving. Um she tells him that she's in love with him and he just kisses her with his eyes closed, which I think he <laughs> really doesn't like somebody. Um he kisses with his eyes open when he likes them. Um and then in the AM when she says it again, he replies, Thank you again for sharing
1: that with yeah. me. And we all, all um died. Ugh. And now we have to talk about <laughs> her. Tm tm tm. We're talking about mm-hmm. Rachel's date. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so before we do that, every time after the other dates, the women come back into the sunflower room. So I talked about famously a couple episodes about how there's only three rooms <laughs> in the name colon. I was wrong. There's seven. I was wrong. There's a fucking so there's a million because <laughs> it's a <laughs> resort. A sunflower room. <laughs> well, we saw more of them this week, but the original rooms include the sunflower room, which is the a different room from the other room where there's a mannequin bust. Anyway, um, they go back to the sunflower room each time. And Rachel is what I can best describe... As a thirteen-year-old whose iPhone battery is like about to die, and then you're to, like, describing a yourself, and just like <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah, I'm describing myself. There, she's so put out by the existence of these other women, and we've talked about this before. Rachel has had zero this, insecurities like, the past, until like, two weeks. Matt didn't ask for her. Yeah, she's like lost it. And yes, the women usually lose it a little bit towards the end because of like all the stress, but she's losing in a very specific way because she's like this privileged white woman who's never experienced like this kind of insecurity. And now, as soon as Matt didn't immediately ask her dad for a blessing, she's like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, there are other women here who might be better than me. She just and like, that's pretty. Saw Michelle
1: for great. the first time ever. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, actually. Like, oh, shit. And, it, like, just like as a woman, it's so annoying <laughs> to see a woman, like, not compare themselves to other people until now. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on, baby. Yeah. Come every on. time I see a woman, yeah. I'm like, she was real confident. I celebrate until last you, week. and yes, you're better than me. And yes, I will think about this every day until I die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that her, is how
1: her whole date we do it. though is so <laughs> gross because I mean like I I guess I won't say her whole date her whole um like the the coverage that she gets is so icky mm, because yeah. um she's getting mm. the sympathetic edit. And I don't know if this was done before or after the Chris Harrison thing, but certainly I think they could have adjusted if they wanted to. Um, I, I get this is just like, I don't work for this show. I know nothing about this show. Um, this is just what I would do or suggest <laughs> if I worked for this show. Mm-hmm. Like, perhaps... <laughs> don't make the person who was racist and there's only two black women left like perhaps don't give her the most sympathetic edit out of anybody else this entire episode um mhm mhm she gets this whole edit as if like because she's she is more mm-hmm. upset
0: than the other women that we are seeing, you know, and so it's like this whole like quote unquote like my I'm the most sad, so thus I am the most here for the right reasons. Like I'm better and more important because I'm having the most trouble. And I'm with the this. most
1: sad because I finally got put in my general place last week and it was just like oh I'm just not it it wasn't even her getting put in her place it was just I'm not going to ask your dad because I'm not asking anybody's dad and now she's in her own head about it exactly yeah Mm. my god and
0: and oh yeah, so this they go they go and do a reenactment of the scene from Ghosts, which but this time like it has a manipulative woman, which I don't know, maybe that's how the actual movie goes too, but I've never seen it, so don't at me. But Rachel like can't even and neither can we, but she she's just like, the entire time she's mopey, Matt sees it. I mean, maybe we're being too harsh, but last night we were just like this is manipulative. This is manipulative. Like, wanting him to, like, engage in this. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? How can I comfort you? When, like, the other women were also struggling with the same concept of their boyfriend having overnight dates. Like, I launched Bree's date again. She mentions it to him briefly that she's having a hard time. But it's just, like, it's hard because emotions are I feel like at real. this, this point, everyone should know. Like, you know?
1: Yeah. It, it's <laughs> fucked. Like, I'm not admitting... You're, I, I'm not saying that, like, what Rachel's feeling is not fucked, but, like, but oh, yeah, it's real and it's, yeah, exactly. it too, and Rachel gets the, mm-hmm. you know, Hail Mary mm-hmm. that's, like, mm-hmm. you get to experience something different because mm-hmm. you're 24 and a white person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw this with
0: Vanessa on Nick's season. She kind of got the same edit. Um, she was the most emotional about everything, so thus she was here for the right reasons more than the other ones, the one that we're supposed to care about more for some reason. Um, and to be honest, so did Maddie last season, and I think production probably thought she was going to win until Peter eventually made another mistake in a long series of mistakes mm-hmm. that he makes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah... I mean, if you didn't already know mm-hmm. that she was gonna win <laughs> this edit, really. Woof. Helped that. Woof. <laughs> um, so they also have a dad chat in their night portion. Um The energy with that one was a little bit more like they were both talking about how the conversation just made them better prepared to love each other. Was like the energy of it.
1: I don't remember how, how I felt about. I just like. I I don't remember honestly. Mhm. Yeah, it was. Just it did kind of, not it, it like feel like as composed as like the conversation that he had with Michelle. Mm-hmm. So like, even if. Rachel's date Mm -hmm. was more, um, like, he felt closer to her about how she felt about it. That's not how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, (laughs) I mean, like, even based on her hometown date last week, it seems like she's still really close to her family. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, like, really struggling with how I feel about Rachel because... I'm not trying to just, you know, hate on her because of what... Yeah, like, but I, I, I don't yeah. see it, and I really see it with Michelle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. We were talking about that. I just,
0: I don't see a chemistry. I don't feel it from her. I think that she's probably, I don't, you know, and again, trying to not be... Swayed by my outside opinions, but like, sure, she seems like a nice mm-hmm. lady, and the other women in the house like her, you know. So, but I don't feel like emotions from her, and I know this is like maybe me being too Jan on, too like in it, but like every time she talks to him about her feelings, she shakes yeah, her head her, no. Yeah, like literally, watch the scene over again. She's just like shaking her head, and it's and it's just like she's like, "I am in love with you," and she's just shaking her Mm -hmm. head, and and I'm like, "Are you saying no? Like, are you you're physically telling me no?" But you're okay. I don't know. It just doesn't. And then they kiss, and it doesn't seem as like there's that much chemistry um, between them,
1: like physical, (sighs) those kinds of cues. I get where you're coming from. Um, I don't think that's exactly what's
0: happening. I, I just, think it's we just know that he's going to
1: pick her anyway, and we're like trying <laughs> to like figure out to... why, because because literally, <laughs> like it. honestly, before Michelle came around, <laughs> it like it was just going to be Rachel anyway, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Piper, like, I thought Piper. Sorry, in, I thought like, Piper had five it. Five or six that could have been it, and a lot of them. Yeah, I'm just, you know, like, I, I, I'm not getting it with, um, with mm-hmm. with Rachel specifically, and it's not just because Rachel's done has a problematic past or like, whatever. I think the problem I'm having with all of this situation among other things is that he seems to really love Michelle and that's what's bothering me. Like like when you when they're talking about each other and the ways no, that they talk sure. about each other, like the ways they talk yeah. to their family about yes. about each other, I'm frustrated. Michelle that matt did not just take a second yeah and like stop being horny for a 24 you know what i mean mm-hmm. like <laughs> i do
0: <laughs> he really likes michelle and she really likes how him how does that happen
1: <sighs> when a VeggieTales character falls so for a michelle Just let it happen. Like the thing (laughs) like Rachel It's beautiful. Fuck. Rachel could find anything else. Anybody. Anyone else. Like she's hot. She may or may not contribute to social justice discourse in the future. We don't know at this point. We're we're just (laughs) watching and trying to see what she does. I'm just like Oh my god, you literally and again this is this is me unspoiled, just <laughs> guessing what's going to happen. I'm just angry crying <laughs> that I think Michelle gets hurt because literally. No That's not how that's
0: supposed to go. <sighs> <sighs> It's like just adding insult to injury. <laughs> this whole long time, we're just like what could be such a beautiful,
1: thing? what could be such a beautiful and thing. Sh- oh, when did we Lord. ever see? Anyway, I mean, entire so
0: Tasha yeah. and Zach. Yeah, yeah, Taysha and Zach. Um, that was raw and beautiful and pure love that. I miss that was probably the one thing I missed the most about being off Instagram for a mm. week was I didn't get to see Taysha and Zach as much, um, or see Maddie with white hands. I That's
1: missed that. I really want us to get attacked again, don't you? I feel like ninety percent of the things that we get hate for I do. is just like, why do you keep attacking <laughs> white people?
0: No, no. Okay, I think. Uh, I don't. I don't care if we get attacked by people who are Maddie stands. Maddie stands can eat rocks, dude. I don't want to hurt people I care about, <laughs> who are normal people in our TMs. I don't care about Maddie stands. I don't care that I'm racist against my own race because I don't think. A white woman should tan to the point of blackfishing and then forget that she's doing that and wash her hands I just, so that her hands are white. I just think we like, should celebrate get her hands for washing
1: pandemic, considering that she's all over the fucking globe. <laughs> we should celebrate her, Jenna. <laughs> okay, I'll celebrate her. If her hands are the same color as her oh. ass, I'm concerned. anyway um, I I would love to be cancelled tomorrow anyway
0: before yeah thank you so before we leave important note in the preview for the season of the show that we are watching there was a clip of Rachel talking to Matt in the dress that she wore during this date and she says something along the lines about how love has no Mm. color to her, which is not a not a great s- statement because um, it's um, not. Yeah. Color exists um, anyway. Uh, and this mm. was cut from the show that we saw last night. Don't know why specifically. I mean, obviously, they, they are editing things because of the controversy that's happening. Um I mean, I think it probably makes it so that she's more sympathetic to the viewers, and I don't necessarily like that. But at the same time, I don't know.
1: I'm sure they have their reasons. I just wanted Um, to mention that. Also, um, we can cut this out if it doesn't align with what you're thinking. I think a lot of people are Mm -hmm. assuming that we're just trying to do, like, gotcha shit at people. Um... Mm -hmm. especially in regards to the Rachel Kirkinell situation. And where I'm feeling like is, like, we would like for nothing better than her to learn and grow from the situation. And this is why we addressed Mm -hmm. a lot of our own failures in the beginning of the episode. Because, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we would love it if Rachel... Learned something else and learned like a, a a different way to interact with people, and unlearned her the racism yeah. that she grew up with because like you and I have gone through steps to try to do the same things. We're not, yeah, um and we're still in that process. Uh, I feel like we're not. <laughs> Like keeping track of her so that she's never, you know, doing the right thing. Can um, get there, yeah. Of course. are yeah. also looking at a franchise that's always doing the wrong thing. Yeah. We're not, we're not yeah. like watching yeah. because we're like the yeah. arbiter of everything. Um, we're just like looking to see what she does in the future. We're looking to see what the franchise does mm-hmm. in the future. We're just trying to see if. Yeah. And um, we're, we're yeah, putting together. Mostly a greater what the franchise focus on does. What the franchise is doing because lots of us can't mm-hmm. do the. Um, can't make the individual changes in our own jobs. So we're just going to be looking systemically <laughs> at all of it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think I I like what you're saying. Gotcha. We're not watching for the sake of making sure she never learns. Yeah, you know, it's more of watching because if we're not watching and talking about it on some level, it goes undiscussed. And that's not okay to some extent. The way we discuss it can change, and how much we talk talk about it is important to, to observe and be intentional about. But like I also don't I don't feel comfortable going about watching this show forever and never talking about you know
1: no I'm I yeah the problematic yeah, things I'm we see I'm not saying that either
0: because they're everywhere but also when I was I was um so there was like a quote something about like how you can't drink from a fire hose like the fire the water coming in the fire hose is all of the problematic stuff we are seeing in society and I and we. All of us can't constantly drink from that and try to talk about it because there's, like, so much of it. So, um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild.
1: I don't know. I'm going to go to bed. What are we doing? I'm going to make Andrew edit some stuff and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good
0: <laughs> oh, Thank you all for for listening to this episode. (laughs) We, I mean, genuinely from like a really, really, really deep part of our hearts. Like thank everybody um, who's listening, who's a part of our like community, like the DM supports we got this last week was really um, humbling and like a really, Like validating in special way. Um, I'm like I'm just I'm I'm yeah. I was so embarrassed. I was embarrassing that I cried last week. Um, But (laughs) y'all, y'all are truly more than we could ever deserve. um, Frankly, and we are constantly like, why, why us, why this? So thank you so much and. Thank you for just being in the space with us and on this journey. I know it's cliche. I know that's what they say on the show,
1: but like this journey is, this is, this is it. Somebody in my house is cooking in a way that pisses me off. Um, It's a lot of, you know. (laughs) Um, To that extent, though. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I would agree with Jenna. Like, thank you for. Oh, my. God, if that's Andrew, I'm gonna hear it. I know, it's
0: annoying.
1: Thank you for supporting us during like a really difficult week. Like, regardless of you know the Taylor situation of it all, we we have been reflecting about like what feels good. how we interact in this space and, um, we're just so thankful that people that are legitimately, you know, um, in our corner are willing to give us space to think about things. Um, yeah. So, and support Thank you us for doing and that. Send, send love. Um, we love you very much. I'm sorry that you had to listen to 40 minutes of us just making promises to each other that I will continue to record and send to Jenna <laughs> if she uh, does anything problematic online. Just kidding.
0: No, but but also we wanted to say that like we also, the reason we went so hard on. in the beginning is we wanted to get this all out so we can just like... Get back to, like, get back to what we were doing, or not, you know, not all the stuff, but like, go in a space that's like forward, and we all can work together towards like this shit. So like, we're not gonna have like a massive conversation like that again. We just needed to do it because
1: no, that, that is. I thought every week was going to be me, me okay? feeling bad about myself. Okay. I no, don't even know what I you said. That, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, and I'm, that's I'm drunk. And that is the end of the episode. Ah,
0: <laughs> fuck! Smart noises! Good
1: <laughs> <They're bad>, night, <Jenna. laughs> I love you.
0: Thank you for listening to Datecard Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Date Card Pod. On Twitter, we are Date Card Podcast. You can email us at the Podcast at gmail, and make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at drunkfeminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. this is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready.